2: This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save progressive.com. We got a lot to get to here. Um, Unions do what unions do. Uh, Apologies have been issued. And we got to talk about the John Morant suspension. Remind you, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Ricky Fowler, of course, still atop the leaderboard, but hasn't actually even teed off today. So the idea that yesterday's conditions were so soft that whoever went out early would be able to immediately catch up has not totally come to fruition Totally come to fruition. Top of next hour, we'll go back out to L.A. Country Club where Dan Byer will be waiting. Uh, It's come a little bit to fruition with um, uh, Wyndham Clark, who's two under for the day. But remember, yesterday you had a couple of 62s, right? That's eight under. And so far today, Charlie Hoffman's four under uh, of the guys, Charlie Hoffman and Billy Horschel. Are four under no one getting anywhere close to that eight under again, as of yet Hoffman's at 17. So most damage he'll do is probably five. Um, uh, Horschel's at 12. So, I mean, there's a guy that could potentially get to that eight under sort of variety that we saw yesterday from Ricky. So condition still scorable. A lot, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of under par numbers, But nothing like what we saw yesterday from Fowler and Shoffley, who tee off at uh, in an hour and a half and an hour and in two hours, essentially, respectively. So we'll keep you updated on that out at an L.A. Country Club. Uh, Michael Jordan selling the Hornets. I want to get to that. He's going to make two billion dollars total on the sale. Total on the sale. I I mean, like there's going to be a lot of reports about this. But if you look at the Forbes valuations from uh, midseason, the Hornets were valued at one point seven billion reports are this sale is going to go through at three billion dollars. So it's one of those. There's a comedian who did this about uh, Sean Connery once. You know, this is Sir Sean Connery. Right. And the conversation was over. Was it Dragon's Tail or Dragon's Heart? Ramos? Did he play? It was Dragons, uh, Dragons Heart, Dragons Heart. Yeah, he played the dragon in Dragons Heart, right? And I don't, know, I, I can't remember the comedian. So if somebody remembers, you can tweet me. But it was like, can you imagine the call, the pitch call? Like, yes, this is Sir Sean Connery. You want me to play a dragon? I'm Sir, I'm knighted by the. How much? Right? <laughs> That's the. Uh, Do you want to sell the Hornets? Like, ah, because last year, again, last year he sold half of it but he still maintained you know more than 51 percent way above the valuation now he's selling the rest of it for three billion dollars do you want to sell the hornets not really how about 1.3 billion dollars above their valuation yes yes i do yes i do at some point you're like i'm good 13 years of ownership now i just get to cash out now i get to cash out he's the ultimate franchisee right Ultimate franchisee. But I want to start with the John Morant deal. So John Morant is going to be suspended 25 games. 25 games. Um, And just the the quick background on everything that's going on. The union came out and said it was excessive. And John Morant was apologetic and even apologized to kids and fans that, that look up to him. Um, is I, there's not really a number that will satisfy people. 25 is about right. Like, let's not go crazy. Is he continuing to do things which draw our attention in a negative light to a guy that was only a positive story this time last year? Yes. Right? And, you know, you'd have to think the first suspension or time away wasn't enough and some of it was hey there's this story about the summer and your boys beating up a you beating up a 17 year old kid playing hoop at your house there's the question of legality when you're not doing anything illegal he didn't do anything illegal in Denver you know did he do anything illegal here but you're, you're suspending him for stupidity and for perception And perception does become reality. Uh, I generally think that in suspensions, if both sides are pissed, you nailed it. And the union thinks it's excessive. And many other people in society think it's not enough. Feels like 25 games is just about right. Look, I can, all of us can be appalled and go like, dude, what are you doing? we all like you, we all want you to succeed, stop being a fake gangster, whatever. And and say, you need to be suspended, you need to take some time. The the, the other part to it is, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the fact that this has all happened in the offseason means that the suspension, though, only, quote-unquote, only 25 games, and he's going to lose a ton of money. Uh, by some estimation, what, $7 million, is that right, in salary he'll lose? That's a lot of money. But more than anything, you carry that scarlet letter for the whole offseason. The suspension is 25 games in the regular season, but it's not like this is the middle of the season. He's suspended 25 games, then we see him late in the year, then we see him in the playoffs, much like this year. You're carrying that scarlet letter of stupidity through the offseason, through the Las Vegas Summer League, into the preseason. Into twenty-five games, it's it's almost double jeopardy. Earned double jeopardy. But I I actually think that Silver got it about right. Like you didn't crush him, you didn't end his year, you didn't end the Grizzlies' year, but you very much hurt his image. You very much hurt that team. They got to play at least the first twenty-five without him. And it stands as a next time where you're losing a year type thing. That's my perspective on it. I just, I I don't think it should have been nothing or a slap on the wrist, but I don't think it should have cost him a year. 25 games is a lot. There's 82 games in the season. You do the math. That's more than 25% of the games. That's a lot. That's a lot. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset you need to own the day. Own the weekend, Irish Spring. When the spring hits, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer. Jay Stu, do you think it's enough? Do you think 25 games is enough?
4: Um, sure. Remember, I was a fan of, uh, of the checklist. You, hit, you didn't like it. but I liked, I liked the concept that the, the Nets had for Kyrie Irving when he retweeted that anti-Semitic um, documentary I, I like the checklist of you're, you do this, this, this and this and prove to me that you're a different person before we let you back into our company I like that um, but 25 games seems fine the, the, the kind of the next part of this now that the NBA has, has levied the suspension I would love for this to happen and it's not going to happen but I would love for the NBA to take a little bit of culpability in this The way they handled the first time around and the way they rushed him through the uh, punishment and did that circus interview with Jalen Rose, that all it did was push the messaging um, of the league. And it's just like, I want them to be like, you know what? We take a little bit of blame for this because we did not take it serious enough the first time around. Um, I would like that to happen. I know it won't, but for them to levy the punishment and 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 think that they've they've done their job in this. I think that they're getting let off the hook a little bit.
2: Uh I would agree there's egg on everybody's face, but most of the egg though, don't you think is is really, you know, on his face.
4: Oh, right? no doubt. And and I don't blame his uh handlers or people or for the decisions he's made or anything. I this is definitely a jaw thing. So this is kind of like a separate point. Now that all that's taken care of, I would love for the NBA to take a little bit of responsibility here, but they're not.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I, I think there's, I, I mean, I think there's a little bit of, um, (sighs) there's, yeah, you gotta be reasonable. Like again, our, our place of work is different from their place of work. But if you're roundly embarrassed, you go meet with your boss you tell, you tell them, hey, I'm going to change. And then you do everything that's asked of you to change. And I, I, I again, I, I don't want to be, I think you're, you're being a little unreasonable towards the NBA, towards what they're actually supposed to do. And yeah, it was definitely a puppet interview, you know, with the softballs that Jalen Rose was throwing up there. But that's kind of how media has worked for the longest time. in it? Especially partnership media.
4: Yeah, I mean that's the that is the inherent problem with one of the rights holders of the league also trying to be journalist. But when I say that NBA should be a little bit responsible for this and they should admit it, mm-hmm. I think that that it would show a lot of people some humility if they did
2: that. Like, okay, you so know what what, would, what what would that look like to you?
4: Uh, Adam Silver comes out and says we've levied the suspension. Shaw has to deal with his, his issues. We'll help him out as much as possible. And we did not do enough the first time around. The priority at the time was to get one of our biggest superstars on the court for the playoffs, and we took measures that were rushed, that were uh, half-assed, and we tried to just kind of we tried to rush it through. Um, and we take responsibility. I, I, I just, for like,
2: that. I, I, I think you're. I mean, I think you're you're kind of losing your mind here. I just do. I mean, remember he's protected by a union okay and he didn't break any law other than the law of stupidity right like he just didn't i mean you there, there's like there's a case there where he shouldn't have been suspended at all again by letter of the law not by spirit of the law and I do think what he did was detrimental to himself and to the league like we, we actually see eye to eye. I'm just telling you you're at, you wanted things that aren't really possible and what they did is what any place of business would do. Like if you come in tomorrow and you tell our boss like and you start acting erratically. And, you know, he does some research and he's like, dude, like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, you know, I got hooked on a little bit of smack or something because, you know, you had that smack problem that you've gotten over. (laughs) It's a different sort of smack you were addicted to, but you were addicted to smack for a portion of time. Anyway, like, what can they do as an employee? Like, all right, go to rehab and tell us when you're, you know, tell us when you're right. We kind of can't ask questions and we got to take your word for it. And there's a little belief in the goodness of people. And again, like if you ask people about jaw, they'll all say like, ah, he's the best. He's a great dude. You know, these clowns, he's hanging around. So, yeah, I mean, if if Adam Silver came out and said we should have mandated who he was spending time around. But I, I do think they went through all the basic PR stuff. I'm with you on it not being enough. But I don't really know what there is to apologize for in that he didn't break any law and they probably did the most they could possibly do in that scenario. I I think that's realistic.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
2: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Mark Stein in five minutes. We'll ask him why he thinks Michael Jordan is selling the Hornets. Um, You got Mike Dunleavy Jr. taking over as GM of the Warriors. That was to be expected. But, uh, you know, it's really interesting, right? Like, if you look at Forbes valuations from this season, the Hornets were valued at $1.7 billion. They're reportedly being sold for $3 billion as a valuation, right? Because Jordan sold off a portion of the shares to the same group last off season, kind of cashed in, gave him some operating cash. Now he's selling the whole thing at a three point. So he'll make $2 billion on the deal. That reminds me, I have a friend who is a proud alum of Oklahoma state. And uh, do you guys remember, do you guys remember the oil spill in the Gulf? They, they made a movie about it too. And the movie's not bad. Yeah, I remember the oil spill in the Gulf. Ramos, what was that movie called? Any idea? You're a Cenophile? You're supposed to know these things. <laughs> I'm
3: supposed to know a lot of things, but sometimes I I don't know. I could probably Is look it a up. Deep
2: Water Horizon. Oh, Deep Water Horizon. Did you know that one, or did you look no, it up? That somebody... was Nick. Nick Cope. Yeah, he came through big right there. Thanks, Nick. Mark. Nick, Walbert, how much? How aware are you of the uh, of the oil spill?
7: I'm not very aware, I just remember the name of it i I, I remember that name, but People i I, I just remember when it happened. I don't remember too many of the details of the how or what or why
2: uh okay, so it was in two thousand and ten okay, and um it's estimated that two hundred and ten million u s gallons of oil was discharged, right. Of oil. And so they had this massive response where they put floating booms and control because they can burn it. And they put put this oil dispersant down. Okay, Oil dispersant is this, it's some sort of chemicals and it literally eats up and breaks up the oil. Do you guys remember this? Do you guys remember when they put the oil dispersant down? Vaguely. No? Okay. So they put apparently too much down. I have a friend who by all accounts, that was his dispersant. And I remember uh, we were having beers one time and he was like, yeah, that was my dispersion." I was like, Oh, how much did you, how much that I mind if I asked like, how much did you make on that whole thing? It's like a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I just can't imagine that level of wealth is, I mean, none of these contracts you see are on it, but a billion, not $2 billion. That's, my, I, do your guys' brains work this way where you start to go like, well, how much of that do you keep? What's in taxes? How much do the lawyers get? Like, my mind starts spinning a lot. Like, I want to know how much, how much actually, like, when Michael Jordan goes to his ATM and like his, we got, like, I'm guessing his code for his ATM has to be 23607, right? <laughs>
4: And he, he better go to his own ATM because there's charges if he goes to another bank. You
2: know. Yeah, like, like does Michael Jordan, does he ever go to the ATM to get some cash out? And it says like $3, $3 fee and he's like, nah, no, nope. MJ doesn't pay that. Nope. I'm a B of A guy. I'm going to be a B of A guy. Or well, he's in Vegas and it's like five ninety five, and he's going back for more cash. At the, I mean, obviously he's got a card, so he doesn't need to. But if he did, what would he do? But did you guys get the the ATM number? Did everybody get that one? Oh, 06, What was it? The food game? Two three six zero oh, seven. Six zero oh, seven was the food game. No. Oh, Ramos, you want to guess what that would be? Two three six zero oh, seven. Yes. Mm.
7: Michael Jordan. Is that when he came back to the NBA? Cope. Um, well, six four championships. Um, he didn't win seven MVPs, though. Um, oh I-
2: wait, wait, wait! My, my bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> oh. bad. Two three six zero. Oh. It should be two three six zero. Oh. Right. I, I gotta think of some other number. For some reason, I was I was stuck on the seven. Cha- so twenty three. Six, right? six and
4: zero in finals.
2: Six and oh in finals. Okay. Got it. Six and zero in finals. This is Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in a longtime friend, and a guy who's just tremendous at what he does, Mark Stein, NBA correspondent on Substack. You need to check out their new podcast, Chris Haynes, who you saw, Sidelines for TNT, and of course, um, also a noted NBA insider. They have the, Mark and Chris have a new podcast called This League Uncut. They had the biggest NBA topics, rumblings, beyond all of which you normally read from Stein and Haynes. You get to hear it, and it's really interesting discussions. Mark, thanks so much for taking time. What is the, the general reaction from people in the league over the 25-game suspension for Ja?
5: I'd say twofold. I'd say, A, it's, again, lighter than people were expecting, and B, not surprised that it landed lighter than expected. So um, those, I would say, would be the two kind of instant reactions that have filtered
2: to me. Why, why is it not a surprise? Well,
5: this. I mean, look, it, in the Adam Silver era, this is just the reality that, you know, Adam Silver does not levy punishments in the same manner with the same severity that we saw during the David Stern era. And look, that's why I tried to resist. Actually, there was so much talk and speculation and forecasting. He's going to get half the season. He's going to get this. He's going to get that. I I didn't want to register those kind of guesses because it doesn't matter what happens. The the suspension usually lands on the lighter side, no matter what the forecast is. So eight games the first time, I think definitely there was a lot of thought around the league from – You know, people watching this, obviously, outside of Memphis, that it should have been longer. Um, And in this case, you know, there is, you know, 25 games is nothing to sneeze at. There's a significant loss of salary. uh, But I think people were expecting a harsher penalty, to be honest. And look, the union has basically said that they're going to appeal this. So, you know, they haven't. outright said appeal they said they're going to explore their options but there were certainly suggestions that they're at least going to look at the possibility is this is there a, a, a pathway to appeal this
2: uh okay let's let's get to a couple of the other things going on uh you just heard from Nick Cope and I'm sure you already knew this Brad Beal has been given clearance to go seek a trade obviously he's got a no trade clause that means this is happening right michael winger we found out like a week ago he was being given carte blanche to tear it down. That was all the signs. This is sped up now. Um, What's the likelihood that it gets done before the draft?
5: It's definitely a possibility before the draft. I, I don't know that we can use the word likely yet because Bradley Beal's contract is monstrous, and it isn't that easy to move that kind of deal, especially in this new collective bargaining agreement environment that we've been talking about now really, since the season ended. I mean, Miami, I think, would love to add Bradley Beal, but when he, when he's got 200 mil left over the next four seasons for your third best player. So if you're Miami and you do this, you'll have Jimmy Butler, you'll have Bam Adebayo, you'll, you'll have Bradley Beal. The Heat will have to be even better than they've been at finding minimum salary players who can make a difference. And let's be honest, Miami does that better than anyone, but it's still not the preferred scenario I mean it's it's hard to hit home runs when you're trying to sign minimum guys but I mean you said you mentioned that no trade clause that's what makes this so unique I mean Bradley Beal he's the only player in the league that has the full no trade clause they're really rare in the NBA because not only do you need eight years of service time and four with the same team you also have to do it in a new contract So you have to get all the way to unrestricted free agency to get one. And the overwhelming majority of good NBA players, they always extend. They just keep extending on previous deals, and you can't add a no-trade clause into an extension. So that's why we rarely see this scenario. But Washington, when they gave Bradley Beal this no-trade clause, they gave away a huge amount of control and leverage. Bradley Beal and his agent Mark Marlstein, they will decide where he's going. And that's a tough position for this new Wizards administration that, you know, I think they're not going to come out and say it, but I think they would love to start a roster teardown by trading away Bradley Beal. But again, because of the money, because of the no-trade clause, that's easier said than done.
2: Uh, so where does he end up? Miami?
5: I, look, it's Miami unless Miami pulled out. Now, you know, if, um, he's only going to want to go to destinations – you know, there's, it's going to be a short list of teams that he's willing to go to. On on the last pod, Chris mentioned we Chris and I recorded a pod yesterday and, and posted it yesterday. You know, Chris mentioned that Brooklyn is is a potential team that could factor in here, and that was a, a surprise. Nobody's really mentioned mentioned um, the Nets yet in connection with Bradley Beal, but at this point, you know, Miami is the team that if you. If you pulled GMs and they were telling you that telling you what they see and what they think, Miami's the team that would consistently come back.
2: Okay, so if if he ends up there, what does it mean? what do the, What do the Trailblazers do? Because again, and this is by reading all reports, you know, you and Chris Haynes, this league uncut, by the way, is the podcast. You guys know what's really going on, but the reports are reports are that the Trailblazers aren't willing to tear it down just yet. They want to use that draft pick and get somebody else alongside Damian Lillard. Who's it most likely to be?
5: That is certainly the way that they are operating to this point. Now the question is going to be, I reported this today on my Substack, you know, the the belief around the league is that the Blazers would package number 3 and Anthony Simons for the best win now players that they can get. But there isn't any leader in the clubhouse in terms of trade target and there's actually a fair bit of skepticism that they're going to be able to get a a win-now player they really, really like to give up Simons, who's a very good young offensive player, on a a pretty favorable contract in this new CBA world. And number three, which you're either getting Stuart Henderson or Brandon Miller. So that's a lot to put on the table. They're not just going to trade it for anything, but that's really when this will all start. If we get to Thursday and Portland doesn't make a trade, and Portland drafts Food Henderson at number three or Brandon Miller at number three, whoever falls to them, if they make that pick, all eyes will rivet to Damian Lillard to see what he does. Is he going to be willing to stay and play with a young franchise sidekick, or is that going to be the domino that finally makes or finally convinces Damian Lillard it's time to push be moved elsewhere and the whole league is watching this and it really is i mean honestly number one we all know when is going number one but two through five in this draft those picks could be traded they're all in play for trades we you know we don't know if, if from charlotte portland at three houston at four detroit at five a trade is possible from all those teams and you know, I think I think there, it's going to be pretty entertaining to kind of see how that all shakes out.
2: Um, okay, help me help me out with something here. Um, um, why is Michael Jordan selling now?
5: I mean, I think the the basics of it are a, obviously the money. This is a great time to sell. I mean. The, the, the Phoenix Suns just went for four billion. The Charlotte Hornets are being valued at three billion. I mean, a year ago it wouldn't have been that much. I mean, it was
2: it was in mid in season. And granted, the valuations are from usually the end of the previous year. Forbes valued them at one point seven billion. So to get one yeah, point three more billion per seems like a good time to cash out.
5: Yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't say that I treat the Forbes valuations as the be-all end all because I've heard heard enough people in the NBA say that they don't look at them that way. But NBA, there are only thirty teams, and you know, the Suns took it to a new stratosphere for four billion, and it just shows you Charlotte' longest playoff drought in the league now that the Kings have ended theirs. Uh, You know, not a free agent destination not a roster that's anywhere close to championship contention and they're going for three, three billion. And just imagine, imagine what would have happened if they won the lottery and they were getting Wembenyama. So it just, it just shows you the climate, but also look, I mean, to me, I've, I've always wondered this, and I've never understood how someone is competitive with Jordan. Every single one of us during the pandemic stayed home and ate up every second of Last Dance, and you saw the most competitive human who has ever worked in this league. And I just never understood how he could accept how bad this team was. And I don't think he has been super, super into it as an owner. I, you know, I don't know why, but you know, he's he's obviously got a zillion business pursuits. He's a hugely successful businessman, and you know, doesn't need my uh, doesn't need my approval on what he does. In the business world, so you know he's obviously got other things he'd rather do, but I
2: can't lie; I'm a little disappointed. Um, are they? Tra- uh, is Charlotte trading for Zion?
5: Look, I think I think the Pelicans are weighing it, considering it, which is what I've consistently reported all week. It doesn't mean that they will go through it and go through with it and actually do it. And then there's also the Hornets side of the equation is would they want Zion? There are rumbles that they would rather have Brandon Ingram. And based on everything I know, I think the Pelicans would be far more reluctant to part with Ingram at this point than Zion. So we definitely have to monitor it. I mean, that is, you know, up there with Portland and Lillard, that probably is the most enticing what if at the top of the lottery is. Charlotte actually prepared to surrender number two, will the Pelicans formally, officially, legitimately put Zion on the table in an offer for number two? Um, because it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of dancing right now. And, you know, we're still almost a week out. So it's a cat and mouse game still at this point. But, yeah, I mean, that the dra- you know, again, the number one is going to be the ultimate Non, you know, non-surprise. We all know, you know, we all know right. who's going
2: number one. But from two on, it's 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 good. Yeah. Uh, la- last thing, la- last thing, Mark. Before we let you go, uh, give me the player. Obviously, everybody's talking about Beal, and um, and uh, and obviously Damian Lillard, and now Zion. But there's usually a surprise on draft night guy that's moved. Give me a guy.
5: I don't know the. Have a surprise guy like that, but I guess Ma, I have a question for you. You're telling me that having game, first of all, I don't think game gets moved on draft i I don't think there's any chance of that. I think it would be the results of the draft that that potentially potentially lead him to consider his future options. And again, even even Beal, who Beal is 100 in play, it's not an easy deal to just throw together in a matter of days, but. The fact that we're talking about Beale, Dame, and Zion isn't enough for the Doug Gottlieb show?
2: No, no, no. Those are big. But gotta, again, I, like, I, 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 I gotta you gotta know, like, I remember, up. I remember doing the draft the night that Garnett was traded, and that one seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Um, that a, a big-name guy or somebody we're not expecting is is moved. And I just didn't know if there's somebody got, you know, I heard some rumblings about this guy. Yes,
5: very well might be, but those rumblings sadly have not reached me yet, or else, believe me, I would, if I had them, they would be reported already.
2: Okay, and you will be able to hear that on This League Uncut. It's a great podcast, available wherever you download them. This League Uncut, Mark Stein, who's our guest, of course. You can read his work on Substack, along with Chris Haynes, super talented uh, NBA insider, sideline reporter for TNT. Stein, thanks so much for joining us, man. Talk soon. All
5: right. Sounds good. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi. Checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
2: Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount like by go your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save, progressive.com. Let's get to a game. Game
1: Time!
2: This is Game Time.
1: It's Game Time.
2: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Nikolai Javi Bulin, what do you got?
7: All right, Doug, today's game is? Psychic. Clairvoyant, Doug.
2: I already Pick knew that. Your... You know why? What? I'm psychic. Psychic?
7: Yeah. <laughs> Look into your crystal ball here. Let's go back to John Morant. 25-game suspension. He apologized for his actions, failing to serve as a role model for kids. Will this suspension ultimately lead to John Morant being a changed person?
2: Um, a changed person. My crystal ball does not... Not, I, I do believe the, uh, there will be a change in his lifestyle, a dramatic change in his lifestyle. I don't know if it'll change him as a person. My, 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 uh, my clairvoyant skills only go so far.
7: Got it. Let's uh, let's stick in the NBA. You talked about both of these guys with Mark Stein. Bradley Beal's reported top destination being Miami. Damian Lillard has expressed interest in going there. Which of these guys do you think is more likely to be on the Heat next season, or perhaps neither of them?
2: I think Brad Beal is more likely. Um, the, the Lillard thing is like, hey, if things went really bad, and I still think that they're going to try and make one more run at the Lillard thing in Portland. Um that's my general sense. But it is interesting on how many people have, you know, that's where they want to play as opposed to I haven't heard one people one person say the Lakers. Um nobody said the Knicks. Um it appears that as of now, like the heat culture thing, however much we want to make fun of it, is a real thing in regards to NBA players.
7: For sure. Let's uh, let's go to golf now. A historic first round for Ricky Fowler yesterday. He tees off for his second round at 1.30 Pacific time, so less than an hour from now. Will Ricky Fowler get it done and win his first major this weekend?
2: I'm going to say yep. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say this is Ricky's time. It's Ricky's time. It's in L.A. He's a guy that he he's got that kind of that that big city charm to him. Uh, yes, this is the weekend. Ricky Fowler leads start to finish and wins the U.S. Open.
7: That'd be awesome. He's he's a very popular guy for a long time. Nice to see him come back.
2: Let's uh, come back. He's never really I mean, he had the one the players championship and that's it. So he's yeah. just been that guy who's been the hey, yeah, um, he's the best player to never win a major. And we kind of forgot and stopped talking about him. But mm. he and he is, by all accounts, a fantastic dude.
7: Let's go to college athletics. Just a couple hours ago, this report that San Diego State told the Mountain West that it intends to resign from the league. It's asking for a month extension to do it. It is not an official notice we're being told. So that buyout to leave the league for the fall of 2024 still has that deadline at the end of the month. It goes from about 16 and a half million to 34 million on July 1st. How do you see this playing out? Are we going to be talking about San Diego State as part Part of the Pac-12 by the end of the summer.
2: Uh, yeah, the question is, what does the Pac-12 actually look like? You know, it, it, the 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 value that San Diego State brings is the Pac-12 has to have something in Southern California, something in Southern California. You you lost UCLA, you lost USC, you lost LA as a market, and San Diego is a good market or whatever. Um, Arizona is as or more popular in Southern California. I think that's the school that the Big Big 12 will fight over, that they want the best basketball conference on earth, and Arizona is included in that. Um, So I don't, you know, the the obvious thing is add San Diego State, add UNLV, and now you still have 12 teams in the Pac-12 if you can hold on to Colorado. If you can't hold on to Colorado, who can you replace them with if you lose them? And then what happens to those Mountain West schools? And that league far, even though San Diego State's been in the whack. And in the Mountain West forever, Uh, it is a league that has been very, very pliable. And there are some other programs they can reach out to. Could they go and get Hawaii back in? Uh, There's other schools you could add to it. It's a devastating blow for them in terms of recruiting Southern California. It's a devastating blow to them in basketball. Uh, Not as devastating, obviously, in football, but uh, that's a big loss to the Mountain West. But the Mountain West has always had to deal with, with losses and gains. That's game time.
7: That's game, huh?
3: Game
1: time. This
3: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
2: All right, coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios, we're going to take you out to L.A. Country Club. That's where Dan Byer is. Get a sense of what's going on day two. Is the course too easy? I mean, it's a problem I ask myself all the time. <laughs> we have get that next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.